Hail and well met. My name is Eliana, and I'm joined here by Kenna Rose and Jenna and Alyssa. What? We're so glad yeah. we get to have Alyssa here, and uh, we're really glad for her suggestions of making this podcast a thing. Mm-hmm. She's kind of the brains behind this idea, so she's the we're genius. Very, very thankful. For yeah, that. she's the reason we did this because she suggested it. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, just going to be like this dry paper type of site where just we're all going to be throwing our together ideas and and i wasn't even a part of it right (laughs) (laughs) and Alyssa's like wait what if we did a podcast well because i was like you know what all girls like to talk it's much easier to get your thoughts across in the moment yeah and i was like you know what why not a podcast yeah and yeah very very smart and self-evident was was born she actually came up with the title for it as well that's true wow that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, we're going to cover some reasons why you should read your Bible, what, why it's important, and... The whole thing. Just exactly. We're going to cover just the All broad the spectrum of why you should read your Bible. It's really, really important. And there are a ton of reasons, and people don't usually think about Mm -hmm. the whole myriad of reasons right because as christians we all know we're supposed to read our bibles but we really don't stop and think well why right exactly it does a ton of things Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's not like we're just supposed to read it because that's what we're supposed to do because Mm -hmm. we get closer to god it actually helps us to discern messages it helps us to not sin it helps us share the gospel fight off attacks of the devil stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it's an incredibly important thing to do yeah so let's dive into at least a couple of those reasons real quick starting off with uh one of the reasons why i find it super important to read the bible is for teaching and learning Mm -hmm. in general we can learn for ourselves and we can use that therefore to teach other people yep that's, exactly. that's Romans 15, 4, actually, where Apostle Paul does say that it's therefore our learning. So for your patience, for comfort, we're all supposed to be going to the word for these things. Because who mm-hmm. else loves us enough to give us true advice exactly. and exactly. encouragement? I mean, where else can you find actual truth that you know is unquestionable and you're not going to figure out that it's wrong? Like the Bible right. itself Like you can read the Bible factual. and know what you're reading is true. Yeah, it's I mean, truer than true. Cause exactly. I, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen this recently, but Jordan Peterson was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about how the Bible is actually the prerequisite for truth in culture mm-hmm. and he was going it's it's not only true it's truer than true exactly it's yeah. the basis for truth it mm-hmm. really is it's 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 its foundation really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why it's so important to have it as our foundation too uh timothy three sixteen says all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for teaching reproof correction and for training in righteousness that the man of god may be equipped for every good work and yep. i think it's if you think of all those things, like that alone is a good reason mm-hmm. to be spending time in the word. I yeah, mean, absolutely. it equips you for good works. It, equip, it equips you to be competent, trains you in righteousness. I mean, it's basically, it's life's instruction manual. That's and a good point. my dad wrote that as an adult, he's still amazed by how much about life is contained in the Bible. From relationships and marriage to creating a life plan, developing a successful career, how to handle money, even how to resolve Mm -hmm. conflicts between two friends. The Bible is a complete instruction manual for a successful living. Ironically, even for those who don't believe it was written by God. So, I mean, life is an instruction manual and it contains instructions for your entire life and every aspect of life life being the bible exactly, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a uh, living and active which is cool because i find that no matter how many times i read the same chapters there's always something new to be gained out of it yeah. mm-hmm. it's like you think the very puritan way of just taking a verse and like squeezing every like, little like until there's nothing but there's left. still things that like when people read 
these books and these uh, journals that they have written about certain verses, we can still read these verses and find new things that they didn't maybe discover That's from reading exactly that. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of the points that I wanted to bring up. Um, C.S. Lewis, in one of his essays on why you should be reading old dead guys, basically, is he says there's a strange idea in every subject that the ancient books should be read only by professionals Mm -hmm. and that the amateur should content himself with the modern books. Thus, and this is C.S. Lewis talking, thus I have found as a tutor in English literature that if an average student wants to find something out about about (laughs) Plato, the very last thing he thinks of doing is to actually take a translation of Plato off the library shelf and read. He would rather read some dreary modern book 10 yeah. times as long all about isms and influences and only once in 12 pages telling him what actually Plato said. The error is an amiable one for it springs from humility because the student is half afraid to meet one of the greatest philosophers face to face. He feels himself inadequate and thinks he will not understand him. But if the student only just because, well, if the man, the person who wrote it, yeah. if the great man just because of his greatness is much more intelligible than his modern commentator, um, the simplest student will be able to understand, if not all, yet a very great deal of what they said. The reason I brought this up is because Lewis hits home what I actually have undergone in my Bible reading life, all which right. is um, one really can become intimidated with just picking up the book and reading yes. it because you're just like, well, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know what Haggai I was trying like to bring. There's a lot. There's the a right way of like of trying it. to interpret it, mm-hmm. and and also feeling like. He's going to use a lot of big words. I don't know what he's saying. Like, yep. what if I don't understand yeah. him? Paul, is, Paul was insanely intelligent. And the way he writes his, um, well, Romans, for example, the way, you know, you're just trying to read through it. I, you know, I was telling my brother, this was a couple of months ago. I was like, well, I'm just going to read through Romans just from front to back. <laughs> it's just one long letter. And you get halfway through the first chapter. and Your you're head going, is spinning. You're like, I don't <laughs> I got to process this. Yeah. Give me a second. It's and one it, of those books yeah. you really do have to take it like line by line, verse yeah, by verse. Exactly. To fully get everything out of it. The Bible is unique in itself where there aren't many books out there where everybody reading it can get different things and find different things out of it and everybody reading it can get something out of it Mm -hmm. with the bible everybody it applies to everybody's different areas of life when you read the bible you are convicted about things that other people aren't convicted about it speaks Mm -hmm. to you but it's like never in the same way like the quote aslan says where the when any of the children are asking him well what about this person what about this person no the bible is for you exactly he's telling you your story what's Mm -hmm. going on with you not Mm -hmm. with anybody else that's why it's so important to read it for yourself and not hear it just from friends what they've been reading and right, I taking mean, it for the majority at face value too, and understanding that yes, there are different things, but for the most part, the Bible is written how it is written, and it's it's not a secret message for you to discover. Right. I mean, and right. that's why reading it helps us to not sin against God, because storing His Word in our hearts helps that we don't sin against Him, and He sanctifies us through His Word. John seventeen seventeen, sanctify them in truth. Mm-hmm. Your Word is truth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest reasons that I had was that the study of God's word is actually a command in scripture. Second uh, Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent, present yourself approved to God as a worker who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Mm-hmm. And you see that theme all throughout scripture, especially in the Old Testament and Proverbs. Um, Proverbs chapter 8 comes to mind when wisdom is personified as a beautiful woman. And she is a outside speaker, and she says, does not wisdom call? Something to gain. Yeah, and does not understanding raise her voice? And just this 
command of the simple ones to get wisdom but where is wisdom found it's found in god's word and like Mm -hmm. i would argue to say that you can't have wisdom if it's not rooted in god's word because the definition of wisdom would be god's word the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. i i also wanted to point out with what you said paul addressed that specific verse well the entire letter actually Mm -hmm. to timothy Mm -hmm. and Timothy, we know, was actually grounded in the word of God. Paul says several times, like, he was raised. From his youth, yeah. He's he's known the scriptures. And so that's why it's super duper duper important when we're younger to be in the word because For that sure. would apply to us. Absolutely. Yeah, building yourselves uh, or building habits and paths that you set yourself so that you can it can continue when you're older and it comes back right. to mind. When you memorize scripture when you're younger – it comes back exact like when you need it in and, a time of right. struggle. I mean, that's why in Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And, and how can you delight in something you don't know about? Right. Exactly. And it shouldn't so be. So reading the word. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like a something that you feel like you have to do, like you're checking it off your list. And I know that I actually sometimes struggle with like that. Well, okay, mm-hmm. read my Bible today. And it should be something that you rest in you mm-hmm. allow your spirit to be you filled up and by. all that to say even if you do manage to get into a ha- reading it where a habit of reading it where you are at least you're reading it. like you want to yeah. have a habit of reading mm-hmm. it every day mm-hmm. yeah you want to even get you to read your not bible to not like, you got to read your bible yeah. mm-hmm. my sister kenna is actually very very good at this she has set herself up a habit of reading her bible since she was very very young and I, you know I, I think you can attest to this kenna i feel like it has helped you greatly in your life and your walk with the Lord. It def- definitely reading my Bible has definitely helped grow me. I've learned more about God through it. I mean, honestly, it's, it's impacted your whole it life. It really has. Honestly, every time I have an interaction with you, I just come away going, "Wow, that that girl knows her things. That girl well, knows her Bible." <laughs> All right, I think we should take a little break here to introduce Alyssa. Hi, my name is Alyssa. Hi, I Alyssa. Am, hey, Alyssa. <laughs> I am 18, and I actually went to a Christian school for my entire life. Absolutely loved it. Great experiences. Cool. I mean, you have your ups and downs like anything, but right? yeah. mm-hmm. um, I love spending time with family. I love reading. I'm currently reading The Scarlet Pimpernel by Ooh. Baroness okay. and Muska nice. Orksey. One of my favorite books of all time. Highly recommend <laughs> it. Um, is this your first time through it or oh absolutely not okay okay i'll have to write it down so that i can like put it in my list (laughs) um but yeah i i'm very normal i feel like i really (laughs) fun fact about me i really love absolutely school i'm currently in college at moody bible institute and i am Mm -hmm. studying biblical studies as my major and it's my absolute favorite thing. Yeah, I love all my classes. So cool. That's yes. pretty awesome. Um, but that's just a little bit about me. And awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're so really so, glad you're here. So, so grateful <laughs> that you are here. And I you're actually willing here. to share the podcast with us because I, you are the yes. great. You're <laughs> <laughs> very so benevolent and magnanimous to us. We I just know. thank you. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about our friendship, Kenna, Eliana, and I. And I've known Alyssa for basically ever at ever. this point yeah so i mean we'll get into stories i guess as the podcast progresses mm-hmm. ellie and i met her at 
the IFI banquet last year. I mean, we've That's been true. talking on the phone before that. Right. But like, actually, in person, it's just yeah. coming right. all together. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Yeah. Yes. So, great chemistry uh, here, everyone. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> Alyssa, that's great. And we're so glad to have you on and, well, Thank with you. us again here yes, in general. So, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, I also wanted to go back to what you said, Eliana, about um, you've got to make it a path in your mind. Yeah. You know how usually when you pick up your phone, you're, you usually just mindlessly switch to an app that you normally go to exactly. it's yeah. just it's mindless it's habit it's you just pick it up and that's your the instant gratification right there without, yes yeah. so you need to start training yourself to be able to do that with your bible you know yes, you got to make time point. to do it you have time to pick up the phone and just mindlessly scroll to instagram or twitter mm-hmm. or wherever you're going mm-hmm. it's really there's really no excuse exactly and i think one of uh my favorite reasons too is actually to read your Bible is uh, to praise him. That's one of my mm. favorite reasons why it's such a good thing to read your Bible. Uh, Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And I think that it's it like right in the beginning of it, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. And it's like the word of Christ. And that's so important because Yes, we can praise the Lord, right? But if our foundation is truth, it's very important. It's founded in truth. I mean, I feel like there's a bit of a fine line in even, like, even some worship music between heresy and just simplicity, oh, yes. right? <laughs> and simplicity yeah. is good. It's good to have those um, simple songs. I was actually I mean, just when talking. When you sing simple things, they get stuck in your head and exactly. then you learn those mm-hmm. truths. Yeah, yeah, I was actually just talking with some people about this, how like the simplicity of songs is good because it's it allows people to just rest in those truths that we should know so beautifully and wonderfully and fully but at the Mm -hmm. same time it is so good to just have very scriptural songs where you can like think about it and think to yourself like wow that is that is incredible you think if your song isn't rooted in the word you end up getting a praise song that sounds more like it could be a secular love song and then that's true yeah just confusing and you wonder what on earth am i singing yeah and that doesn't sound biblical that's one of the reasons i love the psalms so much is because there's certain psalms that are simplistic like psalm 134 which is just behold bless the lord all you servants of the lord just go bless him and god will bless you from zion and that's it Mm -hmm. but then there's other psalms like psalm 51 where it's saying be merciful to me O god there's simple ones, and then yeah. there's ones where David just dives down deep into the depths of everyone's right, yeah. heart. and Exactly. And all throughout the Psalms, you have Psalms of praise and Psalms of lament. It's this beautiful meshing of and they're all, all the aspects of life. And they're all meant to be sung. And right. what I love, too, about the Psalms is how even if they're Psalms of lament, they always end with praising the oh, Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. It's and so that's also amazing the, that's and also the book. Yeah. That's also the book of Habakkuk. The first two chapters are Habakkuk going, why? Why us? Why, why, why do you have to discipline mm-hmm. us with Babylon? Babylon's even worse than, than we are right now. And then at the end, he has, okay, well, fine. I guess I'll just, even though nothing's happening, even though the fig tree's not blooming, mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. rejoice. Mm-hmm. And that's how the book yeah. ends. I mean, rejoicing in the Lord is, it always helps. It It's the one way we can actually comfort ourselves. Yeah, and I know mm-hmm. some of my actually favorite songs tend to be the ones that are just very, very deeply rooted in Scripture. For example, that verse you were just mentioning, or the chapter you were just mentioning, uh, Nathan Clark George wrote a song called I Will Rejoice, basically based off of the exact yep. Scripture you just, uh, you just recited. And for me, it's like that song is so uplifting and so yeah. just comforting to hear because of the way it's rooted in Scripture. Another one, perhaps like, 
my favorite worship song right now is Psalm 90 by Shane and Shane. Such okay. where a good it's song. like just so, so deeply rooted in the gospel. And I actually got to lead that song this past weekend and it was oh. very exciting. <laughs> but uh, she sounded yeah. really nice in Thank case anybody was curious. Thank you. She's fabulous. <laughs> yes. Thank you. But yeah, such a good, good song. Yeah, that that also reminds me one of my the favorite my favorite uh, worship song right now is actually Psalm ninety eight from Brian <laughs> Suave. It's been a very very fun way to learn psalms is singing them. Yes, and mm-hmm. we actually have this. I mean, because when you sing them over and over again, they get stuck in your head yep. and your brain mm-hmm. forms Mel- melodies, that neural pathway, yeah. and it, yep, exactly. you know it. Yeah, so. and this is what the Israelites did. They sang the psalms. Yeah, mm-hmm. year round. Very and good point. Why, yeah. whenever yes, the modern true. church, have we stopped? Right. It's a very yeah. good question. And I think there is there is time for newness, like sing right. to the Lord a new song, right? Right. And we should be singing things that are new, that like we don't want to just be repeating the same thing every single week, for right. example. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like all truth ultimately is found in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so that should be the basis for everything exactly. moving forward and, and everything in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody realizes this, but not only the Psalms are all to be sung, but there are also songs everywhere else in the bible for example um there's deborah's song mary's Mm -hmm. song in the new Mm -hmm. testament Mm -hmm. we have a very musical god yeah yes it's a very good point so we should be implying that while we're trying to read our bibles because getting to know your bible is also listening to music Mm -hmm. and that kind of embeds in you a continual um pattern of understanding and knowing scripture whether it's through reading or listening to it and that mm-hmm. kind of what we were talking about and what our culture is dealing with right now with false doctrines and vain philosophies of men is that when you have proper study of scripture, including listening to good music, it protects against that because your mind yeah. is on guard. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the reasons to spend time reading your Bible, to get in mm-hmm. that habit of reading it every day, to discern what messages are right or wrong. Romans yeah. twelve two: do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, mm-hmm. that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that We test using the mm-hmm. scriptures. I mean, you take a very popular bit of advice, follow your heart. Woo-hoo. I mean, everybody, <laughs> like, it, at its surface it sounds very good, but the Bible actually tells us, the, the opposite heart is exactly above all things and, and desperately also yeah exactly. exactly and also the message of uh believing in yourself and like actually i've been reading orthodoxy by gk chesterton and in the second chapter of his book that book's he, a doozy oh yeah it's it's good though it's, it's real good he gives the example where he's talking to a publisher and this publisher said of somebody that man will get on he believes in himself and chesterton was at first, he was like, well, that's not true. And he went through uh, some reasons why. I actually uh, think you should go check out that chapter because it's, it's really good and explains it more in depth than I'm going to say. But he also said it would be much truer to say that a man will certainly fail because he believes in himself. Complete self-confidence is not merely a sin. Complete self-confidence is a weakness. And that's mm-hmm. because complete self-confidence is not rooted in the Bible. Right. Right. You're, right. you're kind of putting yourself on the pedestal that God is supposed to be on. Right? Exactly. So, I mean, if we don't get into the habit of reading the Bible every day, we'll be led astray by those types of false truths. You yeah. should be looking at uh, reading your Bible like eating. So yeah. the Bible reading challenge, which is put on by Christ Kirk in Moscow, Idaho, they always say to the word or let's feast. You've got to be able to have a solid meal of scripture every day instead of just two or three verses maybe every other 
day or something. Exactly. Everyday life really does get in the way, and sometimes you realize I I feel like I have no time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you have to be able to make time. Mm-hmm. Yes, your Christian walk should be your life, not just a part of your life. Because yes, you mm-hmm. got to put first things like, first. Exactly. If you think of priorities and why we're actually here on this earth, like we are here on this earth to further the kingdom of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to give I mean God that glory to too. give God yeah. glory. That's a piece of it, right? But part well, of chief, it is yeah the chief end of yeah, man yeah, is to serve glorify god and enjoy him forever and, exactly yeah. yeah and so if our chief end is to glorify god then we should understand the bible and we should make it a big part of our lives because that is ultimately what will renew us in the christian walk i mean exactly mm-hmm. we and can't glorify yeah. god if we don't know right. we what can't, we're supposed to do we, we can't, can't glorify god if we don't know him we can't further the kingdom of god either That's a very good point. And I know we touched on the teaching and learning aspect, but more than just learning, it actually renews us and changes us Mm -hmm. and uh, helps to sanctify us. Exactly. And I mean, like Mm -hmm. we talked about in last episode, it protects us. Yeah. John Mm -hmm. 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like the word is truth. And Knowing it more will help us to transform and renew our minds. Yep, exactly. I think a lot of people are very um, taken aback when we say things like study the Bible or um, apply yourself academically to the Bible because many people feel as though study of Scripture, hermeneutics, interpretation, all of that is for theologians or people in college getting a Bible degree. Oh, that's my but, pastor's job. Right. It's, yeah. it's my pastor's job. I don't need to do that. And that's not true. The Bible is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As in, exactly. Kind of everyone has trouble. the ability <laughs> I mean, yeah. to properly um, interpret, find applications. Um, R.C. Mm-hmm. Sproul's I book, mean, Everyone's a Theologian. I mean, yeah. we, and we can interpret the Bible with the Bible. I mean, very often in the New Testament, they'll go back and explain right. scripture in the Old Testament. Testament. Yeah. yeah. I think another really important reason to get into the habit of reading the Bible is so that we don't add to it because doing that comes with consequences and this is a very easy trap to fall into Mm -hmm. revelations 22 18 through 19 says i warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book if anyone adds to them god will add to him the plagues described in this book Mm -hmm. so it's a very serious offense absolutely to add to scriptures but it's a very easy trap to fall into if you don't know it it, right john in his second letter Um, gives a very interesting admonition that if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. And the only way to be able to discern truth from error Mm -hmm. is to know the truth. The truth will set you free. Right, and often those egregious messages come disguised as good things. I mean, Mm -hmm. Paul talks about even if you should hear another gospel than the one we preach even if an angel of right even if an angel of life light shall bring you robed in what i think is interesting is like that angel the angel (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you got that there (laughs) made up a word there when we think angel of light i know at least for me i get the image of kind of like a fairy with sparkly wings bringing me like scripture in a book right right Right? like you know what i mean yeah like those that image or whatever i don't know where i saw this maybe in like some history book or something but of like an angel creature bringing the Mormons. Yeah, the, well, you know, I, yeah, I know <laughs> what you're saying, and it's like, and it's like there are they a lot do of. They say he got it from yeah an angel. I well, mean, so so did uh, Muhammad. Right. He got so, he got the exactly. uh, Quran from 
Gabriel. And uh-huh. that's why it's very important to know the gospel. Very true. And so, like, this, the point is that, like, with an angel of light, that doesn't necessarily just come in, like, one man, one speaker. It's, like, you think of all these things in our earth mm. or in our, even our nation, the culture. specifically culture, that seems so, so good. And that, like, mm. for me, I'm, like, if I could just say, yes, this is okay, it would be so much more comfortable. And it's, like, they're right. disguised as the angel of light. You think, like, exactly. even the verbiage of, like, gay which used to mean happy for example like how much lighter can you get than that and rainbows and like and i think of like even abortion like just Mm -hmm. you know the way they were helping right it's like these things are things and good sounding even the social justice movement i mean don't we want social justice there's a whole section in the torah in the law of social justice and laws for reparations don't we want Mm -hmm. that and so christians who are not discerning in their application of scripture may look at the social justice movement, critical race theory, intersectionality, and yeah. say, yes, of course, we want right. social justice. Exactly. It, it seems like it would be so much more comfortable because right. I, like, I even look at some of these things and think, like, I wish that I could just be like, it's okay. Because, like, yep. I, I want it to be okay, if that makes sense. But, like, even if an angel of light and these things can be disguised as light comes, if it's not following scripture, it is not true or yep. accurate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to read this and I'm going to like meditate on it for a week, but you really need to be getting into the habit of reading it every single day. I yep. mean, Hebrews 2, 1 through 3. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable and every tr- and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation absolutely and so now we uh covered a whole lot of areas of yeah, why just one more thing okay go I ahead go one ahead. more okay. thing <laughs> bible reading does not have to be an instagram aesthetic mm. oh yeah very good okay. point yep. very good very point yes. you you just need to make time to do it some days it's going to feel like you're flipping through a magazine mm-hmm. yeah. other days you're going to be able to do an in-depth study like what Alyssa was saying with hermeneutics and trying to mm-hmm. getting cross commentaries and references mm-hmm. but you just need to be in the word exactly it doesn't Very good matter point. how you get into it you have or to even be in how it. you feel about it exactly because yeah. mm-hmm. the mean, spirit is the one who illuminates the word you don't need fancy concordances even though I'm a huge proponent of study Bibles, concordances, <laughs> yes. commentaries. Because they can help you understand it Absolutely. better. Absolutely. I think it's very important that we don't shy away from the quote-unquote hard aspects of Bible reading. However, as Jenna was saying, you just need to read it. Yeah. Yeah. I learned yeah. in an exegesis class about uh, how like, even the Message Bible started out as a pastor's explanation of like, well, this might be what the scriptures mean. And it's like, was meant more of as like, what he thinks the bible means yeah it was it wasn't meant to be like another translation it was meant to be his definition verse by verse for his specific church and yeah. it's like but different bible translations is a whole other topic as yeah, well yeah a whole other topic <laughs> whole other topic so yeah like we've covered a whole lot of topics this here about why you should read your bible and we do hope that some of them were helpful thank you so so much for spending your time listening to all of us yes uh if you feel like it we would appreciate if you shared our podcast with the people around you that you know and love. All right. Or or even the people that you don't. Yeah, you know, that would be helpful too. Yeah. Just share it with everybody. And with that, until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. This is self-evident.